Welcome to the show, Morning Studio. Morning. Let's have a good Wednesday. What do you say? On the phone is Kristen in Virginia. We were talking about, if you've been listening to the show, being on a flight, and there was a flight that had to be taken down in Wisconsin because there was smoke in the cabin. It was flying New York to L.A., smoke in the cabin. They go, we got to land this thing, and it's an emergency landing. And I was like, man, that would scare me to death. I'm also afraid of flying. And Kristen of Virginia is on, and you have a flying story, Kristen? So a couple years ago on the 4th of July, my husband works out to sea, um, and so he'd been gone like 80-some days, and he's flying out of Honolulu, and he, of course, always passes out on the plane. Um, and so he arrives in Denver and wakes up halfway out of it and is walking out of the gate, and there's the FBI and the Denver police. And they detained him, and he's like, what in the world is going on? Well, apparently he had just fallen asleep and slumped over on this woman next to him. And, like, she went nuts and filed this complaint that he had somehow harassed her by falling asleep on her. Oh, no. So how did that – What? How did the situation shake out? So they didn't pr- she didn't press any charges, but he was put on the United no-fly list. So he, we live in Virginia. He's tra- this is the 4th of July, so his company is closed. Um, he was put on the no-fly list for United. So he sat there for several hours before he was finally able to reach someone in his company to get him a flight on another airline. And then we had to spend months fighting to get him off of the no-fly list because that's the preferred um, airline of his company. And he so, just fell yeah, asleep. It was, it was crazy. Did he accidentally, like, fall from her shoulder to her boob or anything? Like, I'm wondering why she would... Go, I don't he, think he, so. And she, the flight attendant didn't wake him up. Um, she, The flight attendant moved her to another seat. So she got up and got out of the situation, and nobody woke him up or told him anything. He's just, like, it was terrifying at the time. It's funny now, but it was just, it was insane, like, be, that she would go to that extreme. Well, yeah, because there has to be witnesses. There's people all around. You would think that if it was something really dramatic or drastic, that they would wake him and... You know, like handle the situation, yes. then, or at least alert him of the situation. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he slept the entire time. This is Listen, crazy. I've had somebody fall asleep on my shoulder before. Oh, well, I didn't go full harassment. I went, oh, boo boo. <laughs> and then she ultimately decided not to file charges, but yet she, you know, it just makes me wonder. Wanted yeah, to ruin his Fourth of July. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. She didn't like turn it civil and try to sue or anything, did she? No, like he never saw her again. But after, I mean, they just took his statement. But after he was done, he was terrified he was going to run into her somewhere else in the airport. Well, I'd never go to sleep on a plane again if I were him. Yeah, I'd be wide eyed. I bet um, toothpicks in my eyes like Bugs Bunny <laughs> in the cartoons. <laughs> What'd you yeah, say? My, my whole family invested. I, he has, you know, he flies all the time. But when they get off the ship, they've been working crazy shifts. Like they're exhausted. Yeah. So they all sleep on the plane. But my whole family was like, here's one of those neck pillows that you have to, like, fasten yourself together so you can't fall over on somebody. He tapes himself to the chair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gets in and duct tapes. <laughs> hey, thank you for the story. That's crazy. I'm glad that nothing serious came out of that in the end and that you guys are cool. But that's a wild story. Yeah, so always think of that when somebody falls asleep on you. <laughs> um, I will not think of a... <laughs> I guess if... You felt like the person was trying to harass you, like he fake falling asleep so he could like feel you. Yeah, yeah like that, that I would bad. understand, but that's not what happened here. Hey, thank you, Kristen. Have a great morning. Yep. Thank you, guys. You too. Bye bye. All right, it's time to go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Dear Bobby Bones, my birthday is this weekend. My favorite artist, Morgan Wallen, is coming to town. My parents got me two tickets to sit close to the stage. They were very pricey. My husband is a huge fan as well. Let's just say Morgan Wallen is the most played on his playlist. 
However, my husband was just in the hospital with COVID and doesn't look like he will go with me this weekend. Since Morgan Wallen is his favorite artist too, I'd feel terrible going without him. I feel stuck between my family's generous gift and my loyalty to my husband. What do you think I should do? Confused wifey. I would hope your husband goes, go to the show. Aside from what we think you should do, if that's the, I would hope your husband goes, just go to the show. You deserve to go to the show. I bet he wants her to go to the show. I would think he would want her to go mm-hmm. to the show, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I would see him being like, yes, absolutely go. You need a break. I'm sure she spent a lot of time at the hospital if she was allowed in or whatever the case may be. He's going to want her to go have a good time and relax. And then one day down the line, talk about how y'all can make up for this and plan a Morgan Wallen concert. It might take a year or two, but it could happen. And let's say he isn't pro go to the concert. Let's no. just say it is what it is in the email. <laughs> well, then we need to evaluate something. I, right, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that too. Yeah. I feel stuck between my family's generous gift and loyalty to my husband. You're no less loyal to your husband because you're going to a concert he cannot physically go to. Correct. So I think that loyalty line, I would strike that. Yeah. You should go to the concert. You should get another friend. It was a gift from your parents. What about loyalty to them for getting you a nice gift? Go to the show. Yeah, I would say if you were feeling, like right now you're feeling bad about going to the show because Morgan Wallen is one of your husband's favorites. So that's where I think the problem is. If you decide that you, if you feel bad because you're leaving him and he's sick and vulnerable and needs you, those are two very different things in my opinion. Because I would, I would see staying home to take care of him. If he needed me for that, even if he was like, go, go, go. I'm like, no, Morgan Wallen can wait. Like, I'm here with you. I understand that. But if you're like, oh, man, this is his favorite artist. I can't do that to him. That's where it's different. And that's what I feel like it is. Do you guys feel like yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go to the concert. I, I don't think there's anyone here that would say don't go to the concert. And if your husband gives you any crap at all, leave him. Exactly. Nah. Maybe yeah. he ain't the yeah. husband for you. Nah, okay. <laughs> Okay, not, not that drastic. That was a little much. Maybe start with a conversation. You're not disloyal <laughs> to your husband because you go to the concert. No. We all agree on that. Go to the show, have fun, get a friend that would love it. It'll be a good show. And then just don't rub it in your husband's face too much when you get back. Yeah. Well, oh. And lie about how bad it was. Oh. It was Can like, you? oh, traffic was bad. That We got some food. Oh, terrible. <laughs> that, and he's not even that good a singer. He forgot a bunch of lyrics. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> That's what we say, confused wifey. Go to the show. Everybody good? Yep. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if they want to hop in the mailbag, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. I had a chance to sit down for an hour with Reba, and it was so good. She's so cool. We talked about how our TV show uh, kind of started, the name change the TV show had, her meeting Dolly Parton for the first time. And I wanted to play this for you. It's Reba... And me, together, here you go. In studio with Reba, whenever you started to do Reba, your, your television series, did you guys get a straight deal or did you do a pilot and then the pilot got picked up? They changed the name three times. When we filmed the show for the pilot, the script was called Sally. The title went from Sally. By the time I got to Upfronts, it was deep in the heart because we were all from Houston, Texas, and we were the Hart family. So then there came out this thing on uh, USA Today that their publicist had said why the WB had ever hired Reba McIntyre for this part is ridiculous. She's not our demographics. And so the head of the company called by the time we got back to the hotel after Upfronts and said, terribly sorry, terribly sorry. What can we do to make up for this? Well, I'd already gone back to bed. 
I had a performance that night, so Narvel was talking to her, and he, he heard me get up and go to the bathroom and out of the other room, and he said, um, hang on, let me put Reba on the line. He banged on the bathroom door and said, pick up the phone. So I said, hello. We're terribly sorry what happened and what was in the USA Today. What can we do to make this up to you? And I was half asleep, and I said, uh, well, she said, well, Narvel said if we call it Reba, you'll be happy with that. And I said, that's a wonderful idea. Thank you. <laughs> Hung up, went back to bed. So that's how I got the name Reba. When you moved to Nashville, was Dolly available when you moved to Nashville? Or was she in L.A.? Was she in that phase? I have no idea. You don't know? I don't know. Uh, first time I saw Dolly was September 17th, 1977. You remember the in year? In person. You remember the year and the, the day? The day, the hour. I was going to go on and do my first performance at the Grand Ole Opry. And they told, came up and said, we're going to take one of your songs away from you. You'll only do one. And I said, why? He said, well, Dolly Parton just pulled in the parking lot. And I said, well, she can take both of them. Can I meet her? <laughs> and she walked by in this chiffon black uh, pantsuit and had those butterfly, rhinestone butterflies on and this big cotton candy hair. I thought, man, that must be what angels look like. That was the most beautiful woman I ever saw in my life. And did you say hello? No. Oh, you didn't? No, I was backed up against the wall like everybody else was. I mean, they said, part the waves. Dolly's coming in. And I slammed back up against that wall and just watched. I don't think her feet touched the ground. She was an angel. And when did you guys have your first, you know, where we kind of do the same thing experience? Years later. And then she came on the Reba TV show, and we got to spend the whole week together. That was precious. That's I absolutely love that. Priceless. When did you feel famous for the first time? Because I, I, I would have to imagine it's just famous was so different even 10 years ago. You can be famous on TikTok. You can be famous on YouTube. On, but when you were famous, I mean, you could, even in the 90s with Reba the TV show, it was just a different world because there weren't 500,000 famous people. They were yeah. kind of just... 200 famous people, period, and you were one of them. When, for you, did you go, wow, I'm actually famous? This is crazy. When I was ordering something on the telephone before Internet. That's crazy. And I was I was saying, okay, I'd like this rug, number N3457. She says, hold on. They knew you by your voice. I Are said, you kidding? You there? Is this Reba McIntyre? <laughs> I hadn't given her my name or anything. I said, yeah, hold on. <laughs> okay. I'm blah, blah, back. What else would you like? So I thought, wow. Where does your love of corn dogs come from? Uh, county fairs, state fairs. Uh, that's it. I see the meme. Yeah. Everywhere. I love corn dogs. I mean, I see the meme of you with a corn dog in a private jet, like uh-huh. the living the life meme. That's what that is. You with a corn dog in a private jet is like nothing else could be better than this moment. Yeah. And to be memed itself one time, you're memed in every way, all these positive <laughs> ways. It's the most amazing thing. Mm. Did did someone come to you and go, Reba, you're now a corn dog meme? Oh, yeah. Somebody did come to me and tell me that you're exactly right. Yes. To hear that full episode, because it's an hour long with Reba, just search for the Bobby cast on iHeartRadio or wherever you hear your podcast. It's such a good episode and it is on the Bobby cast. It's a couple episodes back at this point. <laughs> Who believes in what I'll just call the supernatural? Amy. Like God? Supernatural. Okay. I don't know that God's... To me, I don't feel like God's supernatural. Omnipresent? I don't... Okay. Like, I would think supernatural, if I'm defining it, ghosts. Oh. No. I don't 76% so. of Americans believe in the supernatural. Like... Okay. Good. Ghosts. What else would be supernatural? Monsters, spirits, Ouija boards. Angels. 
angels. Oh, well then. Anything that yes? we, is not organic <laughs> that we can't really touch. Okay, then yes, I probably fall in that category. Mike, give me the exact definition of supernatural. Because 76% of Americans believe in the supernatural. So you go yes. Yes. Eddie? I mean, it says kind of like God. It, God's in there as supernatural. Let's eliminate God. Okay, so take him out Let's of supernatural. Let's eliminate God just in general. Then no. No spirits, no ghosts. The Holy Spirit. Well, We're see, eliminating God. God. We're eliminating oh, God. Oh, sorry, sorry. Father, son, Because I think that's ghost. like 90. <laughs> that's in the upper 90 percentage. Anything okay. else? No. Okay, lunchbox. Easy. I've had run-in with ghosts in my life, and so I 100% believe they are real and they're around us, and they mess with us. I do not believe in ghosts. I don't believe in spirits. I I don't. And I've had instances where I thought maybe this is it, but I just think it's me. Look when my grandmother died. I just think it's me wishing so much. Oh, yeah, what happened? The guitar fell? The guitar fell. I was like, send me a sign, and her guitar, boom, fell over. I know. That's crazy. But I also could talk myself into it. Scuba Steve, you're a big ghost guy, right? Didn't a ghost go to work with you every day for like a year? <laughs> he followed me to work. Yeah, it was a, a sad spirit that took over my body and made me sad. And the moment I got to work, wow. it lifted and came out of me. So I 100% believe in the supernatural. Vibrations that we can't see and feel and hear, they're there. Supernatural is defined as something attributed to some force behind scientific understanding or the laws of nature. Yeesh. So just things you can't explain. Uh, 44% of people say they've experienced something with a supernatural uh, entity. There's one right here. Yeah, well, like when I was getting up in the middle of the night at my buddy's house, and I was going to go to the bathroom, and the I was walking down the hall, and the ghost pushed me in the closet and locked the door, and it got really cold in the closet, and I couldn't get out, and I had to bang on the door, and he had to come open the door to let me out. So who's seen ghosts? Lunchbox has seen a ghost. Yep. Scuba Steve had a ghost in the carpool lane with him. No, in his were, body. As they were going. going to, so Scuba, it only happened once, or did it happen all the time? I mean, I felt, when I lived in San Francisco, I felt stuff all the time. I felt cold drafts. I felt this, like, just feeling of somebody watching you, even though you can't see them. So I've never physically seen something, but I feel it all the time. Isn't that paranoia? In general? Yeah, I'm a paranoid android, for sure. (laughs) But, like, those scenarios, they're different from being paranoid in regular life things. Ray, you believe in ghosts, monsters, goblins? Uh, I believe they can, you you have to have a person involved with it. So you can feel things and get goosebumps and stuff like that, but there has to be a living human being involved with for the ghost to have an effect. It can't just be like a ghost and a, a ghost out in the middle of nowhere. I, I need you to explain. You have to have that. a connection. There has to be somebody, a human being, and then you, yes, you can feel some things like a, a warmth in the room. I totally believe in that type of stuff, which would be a ghost. That's someone come in once, like a psychic, and say, Your grandmother is standing behind you. Okay, see? That's weird. It's probably real. I don't know. Was yeah. she? Oh, she wasn't alive. That's no, what I'm saying. But did you feel her? I couldn't prove she wasn't. No, I didn't. I, I don't know that. I'm such a cynic on I this don't stuff, know guys. They're there. But my cousin talks to my mom. And your mom, by the way, for those that don't know, Amy's mom is not alive. <laughs> yes. Just your cousin talking to your mom wouldn't be that big a deal. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, she died in 2014. And I find comfort sometimes when my cousin tells me what. My mom's telling her, but I don't know. I mean, because my so, cousin says claims to have a, a gift of what is that one? A medium or something? You can't prove they're wrong, right? There's a story about Harry Houdini, who he's like, hey, eventually I'm gonna die and it's gonna be ugly, and because he was just escaping from crap all the time. And you know how he died? He got shot. No. What? He got punched. Oh, that's right. He got in the punched stomach. in the stomach. And, and he died from that. That's what, that's yes. what it was. People were, I was thinking people lined up to shoot him. They were lining up to punch him. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that punched him, he didn't die right away. He died later on. Crazy. Oh. Wow. A trick got him. Yeah, that's what it was. So 
He was like, he told his wife, hey, if I die, here's the secret word. People are going to say they're contacting me all the time. They're oh. talking with me. And he told her a secret word. And he said, never believe anything anyone says unless they know the secret word. And as she died, she said no one ever came to her with the secret word. People came to her all the time exactly. saying they were talking to her. Not a single person had told her the secret word that Harry Houdini had told her. Oh. And I based that. I base all my feelings on that one Harry Houdini story. <laughs> Pretty strong, though. It may, it may or may not be true. <laughs> uh, with Halloween, these stories just pop up, right? So are you going to give Caitlin a secret word? I guess. Because well, you believe call. in time travel and all that, yeah. so you have to give her a secret uh, word. Here's the thing about time travel. Here's why I don't think it, it's invented in my lifetime. Oh, boy. Is because <laughs> if it were invented in my lifetime, I would have given me a sign. Uh-huh. Even, uh, against, password. even against the rules. Now, I can't tell me a password, but I would have given me a sign somewhere to go, hey, this works. I would have come back to let me know. And I didn't, so it's not invented in my lifetime. Okay. So if it's ever invented, great, but it will not be before I die. Because I would have later in my life come back to tell me, in a way. I don't get it, but okay, I got you. It's so over <laughs> my head that when you start talking about time travel, it is just like a foreign language. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand how you think it's Do possible. Do you understand that? Oh, I understand what you're saying, yeah. yeah. There are a couple... Inmates that were out on the street. Two Nashville inmates are on the run. They've announced a search for them. And who knows? They may have found them by right now. They are believed to have walked off their work assignment at the Davidson County Correctional Services Center. Anyone with information is like, hey, call 911. But they were on in a minimal security place. Oh. It's like, why would you escape from that? Because it's probably easy to, huh? And you probably aren't serving a whole lot of time at a minimum security Right, place. you're not there for long, and it's not hard time. You just get it over with. I mean, ugh. They were serving time for probation violations. Oh, see, that's nothing. Oh, Guys, all time's hard time, Well, right? I mean, clearly they have a hard time making good decisions because they're on a probation violation. Yeah, but they don't— So, like, they already can't get it to keep it together. But they did minimal stuff because they're in a minimal place, so it's not like they did crazy mm. bad crimes. Right, I always but- see them, and I'm like, as I'm driving by, if—, if you know, criminals are out cleaning the road. I'm like, run, just go, <laughs> make a break for it. The big guy with a shotgun doesn't say anything. I'm to telling you? you, I could get away for a while. I could run in a car from a cop. I could get away. How many of these boneheads have you heard that Lunchbox does, and they always get caught? But it's dumb people. It's dumb people who do dumb crimes, who do dumb things, and run in a dumb way. But these dumb people, they think they're smart. How long do you think? So you, you tell me, I'm dumb. I just think I'm yes. smart. smart. Maybe, maybe. No. I'd hide out. People wouldn't even know where I was. I'd be in a duck blind somewhere. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't. I I was just agreeing that you're or saying that you're smart. Like it's not the same thing. It's like apples and oranges. <laughs> Bobby and the criminals. You can't compare me to bonehead stories of. Yeah, I'm insulted by that. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Bonehead. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's thirty second skinny. Scotty McCreary announced his same truck tour for 2022 with special guests Tennille Arts, Calista Clark, Cameron Marlowe, and King Calloway. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. local time. Luke Combs shared his favorite scary movie for Halloween. A movie called It Follows. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's kind of more of an obscure horror movie. Kind of an interesting theme as well, but it's just different than your normal, like, slash them up thing. More like a psychological kind of deal. Lauren Elena talked about the time she dressed up her brother to look just like her for Halloween. When I put makeup all over him, made him, he looked just like me. But I put extensions in his hair and a little hat on his head, and um, I put makeup on him in my cheerleading outfit. It fit him. I was so mad about that. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. 
Brian Crowell and some friends were on a boat ride in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, when they noticed a small dog paddling in the ocean far from the shore. And she posted a video to TikTok that shows one person swimming to the boat, holding the dog, and another person bringing the puppy on board. The video has over 10 million views. In a series of follow-up videos, they didn't call the number on the dog's tag. They talked to the owner. They took a 20-minute boat ride to return the dog, whose name is Zuko. The owner was crying and thankful. The owner gave the rescuers 300 bucks for gas and just to show appreciation. Apparently, the dog's owner says that the dog was playing on the boat and biting at the waves when it went overboard, and they lost the dog. Wow. I've seen this video. You have? Now I love that I have the backstory here. When they noticed the dog was gone, they searched and searched in the water for hours. Couldn't find the dog. The owner has since taken Zuko to the vet. He got a clean bill of health. He also got a new bright orange life jacket. Oh, that's so cute. Love that. A couple things. One, yeah, put the dog in a life jacket on the boat. But two, good for them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they were just distraught when their dog fell over and they couldn't find it. Oof. And then this dog's just swimming, trying to get back to the shore. Oh, yeah. Just swimming. Good thing they saw him, too. That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Thoughts on Tom Brady in general, Amy? Awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's one or the other. People love him or hate him. I have no reason to not like Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. Just because we rarely get to see absolute greatness and we're watching the best of all time there. And I fought it for a while. I was like, Peyton Manning, best quarterback. I can't anymore. Yeah, me too. So we had talked on Monday about him throwing a 600th touchdown and the wide receiver gave the ball to a fan. Because sometimes they just do that. He, Mike Evans didn't know that was a 600th touchdown pass from Tom Brady. So he takes the ball, he gives it to a fan. He's like, all right, runs back to the sideline. And then you see Mike Evans go, I gave the ball to a fan. And so they had to go back over and get that ball back. And so the guy goes over, one of Tom Brady's guys, like, hey, can I get that ball back? And the guy's like, what do you mean? He said, that's, that's Tom Brady's 600th touchdown. And so they had to negotiate what they gave that guy for the ball. So I'll tell you what they gave him, and then I'll tell you what people are saying the ball would have been worth. Okay? <laughs> so they gave him two signed jerseys from Tom Brady. That's cool. And? More. I'm, okay, there's good. Be more. <laughs> a helmet from Tom Brady. Oh, like one that he's worn. I don't know if it's a game worn or not. Man, I'm okay. I'm sure it's one of his helmets. All right. A signed Mike Evans jersey, the guy who caught the touchdown pass, a really good wide receiver, and some game cleats, a $1,000 credit to the team store, Two season passes for the remainder of this season and next season. Wow. wow. That's cool. So that's a lot. Significant. This guy's like, give me all this stuff. And they're like, no problem. Here are some broadcasters joking about the conversation between the ball boy and the guy who caught the ball. He's like, we need that ball. That's 600. What? Really? So what do you want? A million? No. Oh, no a day with this, Giselle. This a day with Giselle and I'm in. Tom? Okay, Tom will do it. No love it. One time. You got it. So now they're saying that ball could have gone between five hundred and seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! And so, people but are he second. You have get, to give it back, right? No. And there are no rules that say you have to give it back. But people are like, "This kid's such an idiot." And I think about what I would have done in that situation. I wouldn't have thought about it being worth half a million dollars. I'd have been like, "Here, just oh, have, yeah, a, duh, just have, have it the back." Ball. Exactly. Oh. I I, w- I would have thought that were the case. There's such a memorabilia um, interest right now. Like Michael Jordan's rookie. Shoes went for $1.4 million, I think, Shoes He Wore's rookie year. And so, but I just don't think I would have been in that moment smart enough to go, nope, I'm just keeping the ball because I know it's going to be worth half a million dollars. Heck, when I saw all the stuff he got, I was like, dang, that's quite the get. <laughs> so 
they're now saying it's between five hundred and seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So Tom Brady has stepped up though even more, and he gave the guy a Bitcoin valued at sixty three thousand dollars. Dang, oh, like a full Bitcoin. That's amazing. Wow. Because right. that well, sorry, I don't know much about Bitcoin, but will that go up? Or down. Or down. Mm. It's basically it a stock. Okay. He, he basically yeah. gave him a $63,000 stock that if he wants to sell it right now, he has $63,000. And all the. I think the kid got out fine. Yeah. I don't think we and need to feel fan. so. I don't think we need to feel. Yes, and he's a fan. And he's. I probably like, would have asked for dinner with Tom Brady, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, but and then what, that's awkward because then Tom has to go to dinner with you. and it's Well, like, he, I see Tom Brady auctioning off dinners all the time for charity. Oh, well, then they Not all go. the time, a few times. Okay. And they always go for like $3 million. Oh. It's like dinner just, with like a Warren Buffett that goes for three or four million dollars. So, yeah, I like Tom and all, but I don't think I would do dinner with a dude. You don't think you and a couple friends would go want to have no. dinner with Tom Brady, ask him all the questions you, you wanted kidding? to ask him? No. I don't even like football, and That'd I don't want to awesome. go to dinner it's, with Tom it's Brady. It's like Michael Jordan. Like I like Michael Jordan from a distance because he is the greatest basketball player of all time, but... The second I watched his documentary, I'm like, I don't like this guy at all. Oh, like, I thought the but documentary how cool was of a good. story would that be to get to have dinner with It'd Tom be Brady? fine, but I think like anyone that's that good is so full of themselves at this point that I'd be like, eh, I'm all right. You have to have an ego to be great. Right. Doesn't that, mean they need to be my friend. But that doesn't mean your ego needs to be in every part of your life. I know people who know Tom Brady. They're like, yeah. he's a fine guy, great guy. Fine, fine guy. Like, he's a dude. Okay. That's my point. He's a, he's a nor- normal You're a hater right now. You're like, this <laughs> You're just a hater. I'm like, not going to have this. Now it's Michael Jordan, <laughs> yeah. Creed, you hate Tom it. Brady. Nickelback. Okay, yeah. I'll We should make a list of people Eddie hates. Yeah, and you, say Are you a Tom face. Brady hater? No, I'm telling you, I was forever, and now I acknowledge that he is the GOAT. Doesn't mean I want to have dinner with the dude. And ask him tons of questions? Nah, I'm good. Man, I would. I wouldn't think we're going to be friends after, but I have a lot of things to ask. Really? What would yeah. you, what's one right now that off, off the top of your head? How'd you get to be so awesome? <laughs> you remember that touchdown you did? Remember the time you did? <laughs> we are about to play the Bobby Feud. Most popular Halloween candy in the United States. Let's see who goes first. Amy, pick your number. 20. Lunchbox. 50. Eddie. 19. Morgan. 25. The number is 19. Whoa! I got it! I got the actual number. That's crazy. Save your eyebrows. Man, I would have died if we were playing that real game. <laughs> if that's squid game, you're dead. <laughs> Eddie, you will go what? first in the Bobby Feud. Guys, remember this. Whenever you say there's no way you can actually guess the number, I just did. You hit the number. That's crazy. Eddie wow. will go first. Think about it, Eddie. Okay. The most popular Halloween candy in the United <laughs> States. That's unbelievable. Did I ever pay you? Yeah, you paid me. Okay. Steve hasn't, but you, you paid me. Okay, all right. All right, we'll play the Bobby Feud coming up next. Let's play the feud! All right, the Bobby Feud. Here we go. The most popular Halloween candy in the United States. Eddie, there are 10 answers on the board. Yep, yep. You have uh, drawn a number. You will go first. What do you have? Let me go with the easiest bones. Give me M&M's. M&M's. Show me M&M's. That's correct for three points. Number three answer on the board. The second easiest, Reese's Buttercups. Show me Reese's Cups. That is your number one answer. Okay, okay, okay. Let me go with Kit Kat. Definitely in the fun size, little twin pack. Show me, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. What? Oh, dang. That's my favorite. Eddie, I thought that was on there. Wow. Candystore.com has come out with a map of the most popular Halloween candies in the United States. The results are based on 14 years of data on bulk candy sales. Ten answers on the board. Over to you, Morgan. 
I'm going to go with a Snickers. Show me a Snickers. For eight points. Wow, it's that low? That is such a good one. Number eight on the board. And you may go, why do you get one point for just the number one answer? Because that's the easiest answer to get. That's why. Morgan. A Twix. Hit me with that Twix. Yes. Oh, oh, Lord. Wow. Okay. Uh, What about Skittles? That's good, Amy. Show Uh, me the rainbow. Nice. Wow. Skittles is number two. I'm number two. Okay, well, since you got Reese's taken, M&M's taken, I have to go my next favorite and just hope for the best. Butterfinger. Show me. Oh, good. Butterfinger. Wow. We're only going around twice like today, by the way. like anything with a nougat. We're only going around twice today. Lunchbox. Well... I mean, this is a controversial answer because I hate it, but half of America loves it, half hates it. It's candy corn. Love it. It only comes out at Halloween, so it has to be popular at Halloween. So candy corn. I do love candy corn, by the way. Really? It is so gross. Yeah, I'm a candy corn guy. Is candy corn on the board? What? Yeah! At number 10. (laughs) Good answer. 10 points. Good one, man. Yeah! Lunchbox, you have one, two, three, five answers left on the board. Yeah. Man, this is, this is now a debate between two. And, you know, sometimes I just got to lead. You know, I need someone to show me the way, the Milky Way. <laughs> show him the Milky Way. Oh, All right, one more round around the room. Did you have that, Eddie? I did. I mean, it's one of my candy bars. Eddie, there are five answers on the board. You only have four points. <clears throat> Now, I have a lot written down. I just got to narrow it down to which ones are, like, my favorite. Let me see. Let me see. Let me Most see. Most popular Halloween candies. All right. I don't like these, but I do see them in the bag all the time, every year. Give me Twizzlers. Show me Twizzlers. <laughs> all right, Morgan, you got eight points. You need one to hop in the game here. Okay. Take okay. over Lunchbox. This is a popular one. Sour Patch Kids. Show me Sour Patch Kids. Yes. Wow. For six points. Woo. You've now taken the lead, Morgan. I like that. I like that. <sighs> okay. I have two others written down. Nerds or caramel apple suckers. But I'm going to go with nerds. We're going nerds. That's Is nerds on the board? Dang. What? Yeah. So you're in the lead right now, but Amy or Lunchbox could overtake you. Amy, there are one, two. Three, four answers on the board. Starbursts. Oh, well, she's right. She's running at it right away. She goes, lowers her head, and she says starburst. Nice. Amy, that is four points. Okay. Are the are M and M's all covered in the M and M's? Okay. <laughs> well, there's because like peanut. Yeah, I understand. Peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. butter. Reese's cups is at one. Skittles is at two. M and M's is at three. Starbucks is at four. Starbursts. Oh, Starburst. Yeah. That'd if people cool. are handing Starburst. out Starbucks, Starbucks that'd cool. be awesome. That'd be legit. Sour Patch Kids at six. Snickers at eight. And candy corn at ten. We have three answers on the board that have not been discovered. Morgan has the lead. Amy, you need this to take her take over. Yeah, Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Is that E.T.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool reference for all the kids. <laughs> Show me Reese's Pieces. <laughs> well, well, well. Here we are, Lunchbox. What up? It's good to be here. Morgan's got a four-point lead. Okay. You get one guess 
All the answers are worth more than four points. So if oh, you get it, it, you win. If you miss it, you lose. Well, I mean, there's one I've written down. And, I mean, it's a, it's simple. It's old school. And everybody hands them out. I don't know if people like them or they hate them. But, say, girl, let me see you do the Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. Ooh, girl, do that Tootsie Roll. Oh, yeah. Do that Tootsie Roll. Yeah. Because when I knock on that door, it comes in those little wrappers. They do says, hand out little Tootsie Rolls. They Lots hand out Tootsie Rolls. And you know what? I like Tootsie Rolls only at Halloween. I would never right. chase down a Tootsie Roll. But if there's one in a bag, I like the long, thin ones better than I do the little ones. The little short ones? Yeah. And, and that's what I'm just saying. I've never seen them except for at Halloween, so it has to be a popular Halloween candy, and I like it when that girl does the Tootsie Roll. Okay. 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 Show me Tootsie Roll. <laughs> oh, no. What? Morgan will play your song in a second. Let's roll through the three that did not get picked. At number five, Hot Tamales. What? Oh, for Halloween? At number seven, Hershey's Kisses. Of course, oh, a lot of those. And at number eight, Tootsie Pops. Oh, oh no! The Tootsie Pop! The, the Tootsie, Tootsie Pop! Show me the Tootsie Pop! Tootsie Pop. <laughs> <laughs> and here's our here's Morgan's song. Nice job, Morgan. Thank you. How do you I feel? didn't do too good though. I mean, I really just only got two right. Hey, if you get those big ones, it's big points, That's man. All matters. Morgan is the winner in the Bobby feud this morning. <laughs> I have a music podcast called The Bobby Cast where songwriters, artists will come to my house and they will sit for an hour. It'll be a longer, more in-depth interview than you ever hear anywhere else. We have Reba recently. We have Ashley McBride. We had a guy named Jerry Flowers who used to be in The Ranch with Keith Urban. Now he's Keith Urban's band leader. Also toured with The Chicks and with Counting Crows. Go check out The Bobby Cast. It is my music podcast. I'm really proud of it. And if you need something to do this afternoon while you're at work, after you listen to this show's podcast, check out the Bobbycast. Also, we have a voicemail line you can call. This is Valentina, who's 10 years old. I listen to the Bobby Bone Show every morning on my way to school. My favorite parts about the Bobby Bone Show is tell me something good and Friday morning dance party. And I have a question for all of you. What did you guys do before you worked at the Bobby Bone Show? Thank you. It's a good question. I'll rattle a few off and we'll go around the room. I roofed houses. I did maintenance on a golf course. I worked on a marina, drove boats, fixed boats. I worked at Hobby Lobby. I waited tables, bus tables, washed dishes. Pretty much I've done every job like that. Amy, you? Um, right after college, my first job was in sales, and then I joined the Bobby Bone Show after that. Amy was selling granite. Yes. Like like fancy stone. Yeah, right? I worked for a natural stone importer exporter, and I did wholesale. Eddie? Didn't really have a lot of jobs. Lifeguard, and then I went into news after I graduated college. I was a photographer. I was a producer. I was a sat truck operator, all that stuff. For how long? Oof, that was like 10 years, almost yeah. 11 years. And then Eddie, here he and is. And then here I am. Lunchbox? Oh, I used to pick up the shopping carts at Sam's Club for three years, and I got laid off. And then I was an amazing delivery driver for Jason's Deli, which is just a restaurant that delivers sandwiches and stuff. And then, you know what? They said, we need you on the radio. And I said, all right. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 877-77-BOBBY. Thank you for that, Valentina. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. Okay, I don't know if this sounds amazing to you or not, but there's a new five-hour bus tour that's happening nope, that literally... Oh, well, it's meant to put you to sleep. You know how babies do better sometimes when they're driven around? I don't know, Eddie, did you experience oh, this with Oh, all the time, yes. Yes, okay, so... 
This is for adults, though. So if car rides put you to sleep, obviously you can't drive yourself. You can hop on this five-hour bus ride and get a good night's sleep. That sounds terrible. One, again, I don't like riding in a bus. I get car sick pretty easily. Second, I feel like they'd be waiting for me to fall asleep to rob me. There are too many people on this bus. I don't know everybody trying to fall. <laughs> so it goes nowhere, really. It just drives for 47 miles. Nowhere special. Uh, they serve you lunch before, which is like a food coma lunch. Yeah, it should and be then, very what? heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like you pay anywhere between 13 to $50, depending on which type of seat you want, for this kind of sleep. I mean, some people will pay for good sleep. Maybe they drug the food. <laughs> Hello. And then it keeps you coming back. Something, something. Yeah, like, and then you're like, wow, man, that was a great sleep <laughs> I slept for five hours. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible in many ways. A mom has counted how many times her kid says, hey, mom, in a day. And she went and bought one of those trackers like they use if you're going into a bar or a club. And it's like, click, click, click. Oh, a clicker. A clicker, yeah. yes. And so her three-year-old was saying, hey, mom, hey, mom, so much that she's like, okay, I got to start tracking this. So with the clicker, she found out was a, at least 100 times a day. <laughs> well, what about your kids? Uh, yeah, mom, 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 a lot. I don't think I would hit 100 because I don't have, I could see at three years old it, it, how it's way worse. My kids are older, but I just feel like sometimes, I, I don't know, they just always need something. Eddie? <laughs> yeah, I've banned the, that word. They can't say that in my house. They have to actually find us now because they said it so much. Dad, mom, mom. So now it's like, use your eyes, find us, talk to us. It's awesome. So no speaking unless there's visual contact. They cannot yell our name across the house. So if they yell mom or dad, is there consequence? Yes, $5. $5. See ya. Wow. $5? It's interesting that you do the eye contact. You know, with Caitlin's father, my father-in-law, I don't call him by a name. So I only look him in the eyes and talk to him. (laughs) You don't say, dad, mom. I don't say, I don't even say his first name. Uh, (laughs) Ever? No. Now that y'all are married? uh, I never have. I still haven't. What about her mom? Nope. So mom, what, do, what do you call mom, them? Hey. Mom. <laughs> I don't do anything. I find them. It's the same you do with your kids. I look because I don't really know what to call them. We've had this talk yes. on the air and he's told me what to call them, but still it feels weird. So I just go and I find them and I make eye contact and then I say, here's what I have to present to you. Man, Good if question. he's not looking at you, that's tough though, right? No, I make sure. <laughs> Stand right in front of him. Mm-hmm. He follows him. <laughs> but I still, now it's a running bit. I've never said their names. Mm, your life is a bit. Your life with your wife's family is a bit. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Uh, like, he was out when we all went to Utah. He was out of his truck. Caitlin was like, hey, yell at my dad. And I was like, it was like 25 degrees outside. Instead, I walked in my shorts outside and tapped him on the shoulder and then asked him the question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. When do you think that you'll fight? Like, how many years do you think we're going to go here? First of all, I will never give up. Okay. I will hold on to a bit forever. Secondly, I think once we have kids, I'll have to refer to him as whatever like that, yes. yes, I that's, think that'll be the what out. the name, you know. So for now, I'll let you know if it, I break the streak. <laughs> okay. Okay. Has has anybody bought their Halloween candy? Because it's this weekend, FYI. Mm, no. no. What? Stores are going to run out. No one out. will come to my house. Oh, true. So, okay. Well, I got mine. Yeah. I got all the good stuff, though. The Reese's, the Kit Kat, the Starburst. Uh, Jordan Davis was talking about his favorite Halloween candies. And then I want to know y'all's. Probably Reese's or uh, M&M's. I know, I love the variety. Starburst. I don't hate Reese's. I hate peanut butter. For some reason, their peanut butter chocolate mix, I can stand it. But they have a new one with potato chips. Have you seen the Reese's? With pretzels or potato no, chips? No, potato chips. Oh, no, no but I I'm interested. Know about that. Yeah, that does sound pretty good. It's not my first pick because I don't like peanut butter, but I feel like Reese's peanut butter cups are not that peanut buttery. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a good, and the peanut butter is not like peanut butter in a jar. Exactly. Like a lots of powdered sugar is in exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just, that's probably the one I'm going to, I steal the most from my kids' candy. But the is best is Twix, and the best is Nestle Crunch. Mm. And then secondary is the Snickers, and then everything else is kind of junk. Okay. Noted. So you don't like anything sour, more so just chocolate. And if you put a box of dots in my bag and I'm oh, a kid, I'm going to hold that against you mm-hmm. for the rest of my Halloween life. What about popcorn? I bought popcorn. What? No, nobody wants popcorn. What? You might as well give out toothbrush and nickels. No, that skinny pop, they in the candy section at Target yeah, with yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. Halloween candy, they had little teeny tiny fun size packs of popcorn. It ain't that fun. I don't care what size pack they are. It was not that fun for kids. <laughs> it has like Monsters Inc. monsters on the bag. No. Nah. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to put those away. Candy it up. <laughs> okay, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So Amy Black in Virginia, she's a tattoo artist, and she's been doing tattoos for about 20 years. But the last decade, she's been well-known for a particular type of tattoo. She is helping women that are recovering from mastectomy surgeries. So if they have scars there, she'll put whatever they want, whatever makes them happy. One survivor named Jessica Bourne was uh, thanking Amy for turning her scar into a jellyfish tattoo, something that was special to her. But now she looks there and sees something that she wants instead of the scar that reminds her of everything that she's been through. That's really cool. I saw a story, a little different vibe here, but they had Charles Manson tattooed on their legs with his ashes. They did the tattoo and they used his ashes. Did you guys see these weirdos? Whoa. No. What's wrong with them? Isn't that tell me something good, but this is a, what, what is wrong with... Yeah. I, here's what I think. I think people sometimes obsess and fantasize over things that seem like they're not real. It's like us watching serial killer documentaries on Netflix. I watched the whole Ted Bundy thing, and I was so entertained. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I watched it, and I couldn't wait for the next episode because it really doesn't feel real. We know it was real. Our brain tells us it was real. The data says it really happened, but as if we really felt like that was a real thing that to real people, we wouldn't watch that. We'd be disgusted by that. That's right. There's something missing in entertainment, you know, and when it comes to us and how if we're being entertained by it, we feel like it couldn't have acted. We know it. In our brain, it tell, we tell you, but it doesn't feel like we sh- should be enjoying watching a story about someone who murdered people, made life miserable for hundreds even thousands of people. Yeah, I agree. I feel a little weird when I'm like binging it, can't wait to watch more kind mm-hmm. of feeling. Me too. Yeah. But again, it's because we don't associate that with real life. It was a different time. It, it's on TV. It's on Netflix, you know, yeah. like where we watch movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would think the same thing about these Charles Manson tattoo people. Yeah, like there's, to them, there's just something romantic about him. Mm-hmm. But really, he convinced a lot of people to murder people. You know, it's wild. Can I circle back to tell me something good? I would love it, actually. Looking, <laughs> looking for a way to get back to myself. Because this reminds me that yesterday on my podcast, I had a tattoo artist on, but she actually does eyebrows. Like, she, her name's Megan, and she did microblading on my brows, but she is an artist, and she just completed a course to where now she can, for uh, people that have had mastectomies and they're, they have the reconstructive surgery, there's no more areola there or you know women know what I'm talking about well so do men oh, I know okay, yeah. I okay know just making is. sure well I don't know to be careful with what I say because like my kids, six <laughs> well six-year-olds <laughs> might be listening but it's okay this is like amazing thing like she's given women their confidence back because she can uh, draw it on in 3d and it literally looks so real and it's amazing and cool. so she's like 
But her name's Megan. She's here. It, it's, I, I'm like so impressed with her stuff. I put up a picture on my Instagram and it's crazy how real it looks. Hey, thanks for bailing me out on that one. <laughs> You're welcome. So shout out to everybody that's using their talent for tattooing to help women, whether it's the areola reconstruction or a jellyfish. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Any idea what the number one song is in country music this week? Uh, Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood? Yeah, that's number one. Yeah. I just wonder if like Carrie would sing that at her show. Without you know, Jason? It, it's a Jason song. I think it's on his album. Can't you do what like, they're singing on the screen? But it's not her song. Yeah. yeah, so who knows? She comes on and does the secondary part. But would her fans even care? Mm-hmm. Like I, don't, I guess I wouldn't go to a Carrie show and expect to hear her sing that. No. Yeah, I guess not. What's the one song at a Carrie show you must hear, though? Oh, the took Jesus her. Take the Wheel. Two Black Cadillacs. Oh, oh two Black Cadillacs. Oh. Is that Dang too it, old? They're all good. <laughs> Do you think she probably still plays that? <laughs> Absolutely. What? I like Southbound. That didn't really... Yeah, it wasn't quite the hit. Hit quite yeah. right with everybody else, but I love that one. That's number one. Number two is Walker Hayes' Fancy Like. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's. And he'll play this twice. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like, Carrie might not play that at a show, but Walker has been playing this twice at some shows. Like, because people want to hear it. Can't get enough. I'd start with it. He's cool like that. I get it. Yeah. And at number three, I mean, we've titled it Chicken Fried Part Two, but uh, <laughs> Zach Brown Band, same boat. <laughs> It's good. It's a good song. Uh, The number one hip hop song is Drake, Future, and Young Thug. Way too sexy. Uh, Too sexy for this song. Too sexy for this song. And then the number one alternative song is that Begging, I'm Begging You. I'm begging, begging you. That's a jam. Who is this? Moniskin? Moniskin? Moniskin, it's good. Moniskin? Yeah. yeah, 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 pretty good. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. Why did the policeman ticket the ghost on Halloween? Why did the policeman ticket the ghost on Halloween? He didn't have a hunting license. Instead of a hunting license? Why not? Why would it be, not be the game warden then? You mean change it? <laughs> Well, just walk me through it, because you had to think that was funny. Why did the police... <laughs> so that was a play on hunting license, and if you're a ghost, you have to have your hunting license. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 but why not? Why wouldn't the game warden... Yeah. I can switch it up. Let me try it again. Yeah, let's try it again with the game warden. Well, it might work. Okay, let, let's see. The morning corny. In that case, would it be the ghost warden? Okay. No. Okay. No, the game. Never mind. <laughs> right, game I don't hunt. Right, game and fish. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Why did the game warden ticket the ghost on Halloween? Why is that? Because he didn't have his hunting license. Totally relatable. Totally relatable to us hunters. <laughs> That's a good one. It's the oh, boy. Morning corny. That one makes a little more sense. <laughs> Raymundo, our audio producer, says he gets invited to all kinds of stuff, but he can't do anything because of his job. What do you call it? Access to everything, able to go to nothing. Okay, so what happened? Who reached out to you? So the BET Soul Train Awards hit me up to come be a correspondent. I would be interviewing people in Harlem at the Apollo. (laughs) What? Yeah, they're coming up in a month. Wait, why? (laughs) That's amazing. Why? Was this an accident? Why did they hit you up? Who knows? They want media people. Come cover it. Talk about it. Make it well known. I don't know. Okay. So they said it's, uh, it's a taping and then it would air the next week. The cool thing is I could talk about it on the show. Maybe do some interviews. CeeLo Green was there last year. Brandy was there last year. So they get some people. 
I think it's interesting that the Soul Train Awards reached out to a country music show. I love it. They just want to do a cross promotion. Yeah, maybe they're just like everybody. genre. Come one, come all. Love right. it. And I even looked up some prices and flights to New York, round trip, under 100 bucks. So what do you need from me? Uh, round j- trip? Are I'm not sure. Kidding. Pretty spirit. You have seatbelts on there? <laughs> Bicycle planes where you pedal and the wings start flapping. <laughs> so I would just need that Friday off before November 20th, and then the taping is on Saturday. I'd be back by Monday's show. So I just need one day off, and then if you could cover hotel and flight. <laughs> that should be 150 bucks. <laughs> okay. November 20th. That's the Friday so, before so, Thanksgiving. So the 19th is when you would need off. Yep. Let me talk to my agent, Scuba Steve. Scooby Steve, how much money would you need for me to make this happen for Ray? I mean, just in that spirit of it being so off the wall, the 19th is a Friday. I feel like that's doable. You're traveling on that day and then back on Sunday, I'm assuming? Yeah! No, just answer. I, well, I'm giving, <laughs> I'm breaking it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much for the answer? How much money? Or would like Hyundai want to sponsor it? Or do I need to sponsor it? I think this is unfortunately going to have to be a show sponsored. Uh, by show, he means you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah by it. show, yeah, I mean you. And for, I don't think a sponsor will tie to this one. Can you put me a budget? Can you make me a budget? Yes, I'll get you a What it would sheet. cost for me to send a Ray up. Ray, you don't want to go to this, right? Absolutely. And they've offered you what? What's What can you do with the Soul Train Awards? Red carpet, and then I'd even be able to go to the show and watch the whole thing and just see how cool it is in person. <laughs> okay. And they're fun events, so I get it. <laughs> I'll break down a budget sheet because there's also a hotel and there's transportation okay. and food and all that. Yeah, it's staying in a hotel on an airplane. I don't. The flights aren't that cheap. Are and you sending him solo too? Cheap. Like he doesn't get to. You don't have to pay for his wife, right? I'll pay for you. Oh. And if you but if I pay get you a hotel, wife. you have to pay for her flight. All right. Sounds good. Let me get a budget from Scuba Steve. Yeah! That's- I think this would be one of the most entertaining segments we've done on the mm-hmm. show in ages. We'll find someone to cover your spot. Okay. So you have access to everything, and now you get to do something. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Scuba, in the next 15, 20 minutes, maybe give me a, a, a budget for this. Yeah, I'm on it right now. And I'll commit on the air. Okay? Ray, I would love for you to go to the Soul Train, Soul Train Awards. Yep. Really, would probably be one of my favorite things. And you bring back interviews. That's what I'm saying. I'm a media guy. I mean, we get invited. Let's go, baby. Reply to that email and s- see if they will still confirm you. All right. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be under $300, Bones. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be coverage. really easy. Yes, there's no way. He that's will a- be staying at the Stabbing Inn yeah. for under $100. I may not make it back. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for sharing that. I want to make sure that your dreams come true, too. Yeah. Okay? Yep. All right, we'll play Jason and Carrie. If I didn't love you, we'll come back. We'll get that budget. I'll commit or not commit on the air, and then we'll do some more stuff too. Back in a second. I rinse my dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. Don't you guys? You're supposed to. Yeah. Actually, you're not supposed to, right? As of what I just read right now, you're not supposed to do that anymore. What? Oh, okay. I thought I heard that before, but now I can't remember why. After studying bacteria and how your dishwasher eliminates it, they have concluded you do not need to rinse your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Load dirty dishes straight in. Modern dishwasher models are designed to tackle even the most cooked on food and bacteria. Washing them before, for the most part, is a total waste of time. Because it senses. Like, it it can sense that, and then it's... It senses what? I think it's... Like a noodle stuck there? Yeah, there's always a noodle stuck there. I don't know. Or or like something you can't scrape (laughs) off of it? Yeah, I'm not sure. We need to test this out. And then I think guys will read that differently than girls. Like, we'll still make sure the plate is clear. Like, I can see y'all being like, well, I didn't eat all my food, but apparently I'm supposed to just throw it in the dishwasher. That's what it says. We don't even even scrape our plate in the trash. (laughs) Exactly. put all of it in there. 
want to make sure that we're clear on this. That I, I now I'm remembering what I had heard, and it's that yes, the sensor you're messing up the sensor and how the dishwasher was designed. There's no chance my dishwasher has a sensor. Like zero. Is it that old? <laughs> yes. yes. No way. Scuba Steve was telling me that his family, or maybe it's your wife's family, that they were using the dishwasher as storage for other things, not dishes. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple, several stories actually. One of them is them. Yes, my wife's family. I think culturally they do everything by hand. And so they store like items in there, like um, personal items, like mail or birth certificates and things oh. like that. In the dishwasher. In the dishwasher. And it was so baffling to me that a brand new dishwasher is holding these items. And it, it didn't make any sense to me. And then fa- uh, going back in time, when I used to be a building inspector, we were checking all the appliances in a house. And of the appliances are a dishwasher. I was running the dishwasher to test it to see if it was leaking or anything. And some lady just comes screaming out of nowhere, what are you doing? Stop it! Open up her dishwasher. It's got everything that she owns. It's got money in it. It's got birth certificates, passports, I've never, mail. I've never heard of a dishwasher being a storage or like mm-hmm. a, a lockbox. Yeah. So I think other cultures use it for that because they use their hands to wash dishes. And so they use dishwasher as a storage unit. And do they feel like a dishwasher, if it's important documents, that's like the last place that someone would look if they got robbed? That's probably the thinking on it. Yeah, that makes sense. When you say other cultures and your wife, what other culture? Well, my wife is Filipino and Chinese, and the lady that they had this issue with uh, back in the day was, she was, I think, uh, Puerto Rican. I mean, we had dishwashers growing up, and we didn't use them. My mom wouldn't use them. I use them like crazy, but my mom would not use a dishwasher. She'd rather wash it by hand. Yeah, I well, think white people are lazy. We, we, we put all the dishwasher, and other cultures are like, no, we want to make sure this is actually clean. <laughs> yeah, I use a dishwasher. We had an old crappy dishwasher, but I would run it four times before I'd wash a bowl. <laughs> I'd load that thing. See? You weren't going to catch me washing a bowl. And I was in charge of the dishes every night, too. Uh, Scooby, did you come up with... Any sort of budget for Raymundo's trip yeah. to the Soul Train Awards in Harlem? It's a little more than we were thinking. Uh, the grand total, I'll give you the full breakdown, but the grand total is estimated at $781.96. Oh, come on. Ray, come on. <laughs> he said $200. You told me the flights were 100 bucks and the room was 100 bucks. I know. I think I was looking at Spirit Airlines. Well, I did Southwest. I mean, it's kind of comparable and nonstop. That was 247 Bobby, alone. Surely you have points. You have got to have On so- Southwest, yeah. I don't think I do anymore. What? I mean, I can look. I, I mean, even if you got points, it's still about 300 bucks for the hotel. you got to uh, account transportation, food, that kind of stuff. Yeah. $300 for well, McDonald's? Maybe Ray could just pay, take, pay for his food because he'd be eating at home anyway. Ray, how much money do you need to go on this trip? $500, and then uh, I can maybe ask Bay if we have points. So I could do that. And you could just do the hotel and the food for me, the per diem. So what's the 500 for? The hotel was 300 Let me read you the people that were at the, the last time they had the Soul Train Awards and see if you would know who they were, okay? Because you said you want to go interview people. Yeah. Babyface. There's a lot of babies. I believe. I mean, I don't think he's on any newer stuff. He's a little bit older. He's a lot older. Yeah. yeah he's like a singer but producer from back in the day. Uh, okay. How about Charlie Wilson? Charlie Wilson? No. I don't no. know him. Okay. <laughs> what was that? I was thinking of Charlie Murphy. Who's that? Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Hosted by Tisha Campbell. No, nah. I haven't heard of her. So you think you're going to go to this awards show and not you're not going to know anybody? It's one of those, what if Jay-Z pops up? Oh, look at this. This is Eminem. Oh, hey, Rihanna. You, it, that's what I'm saying. They took a year off because of the pandemic. I would imagine there's a lot of surprises, for sure. If I get you $500, you're going to go. Yeah! No, no, no. no. I, did, I asked you a question. Yeah, Lunchbox. Okay. He is right. If you leave out of here on that Friday for on Spirit Airlines, it's forty-two dollars. Okay, see. 
And coming do back a, on, do you get a seat? They're coming back yeah. on Sunday. It's forty two dollars. Yeah, I don't even know what this airline I, is. I, I was I don't joking know when I said Spirit, but Scuba, if this is the case, we need to rebudget this. Yeah, I didn't even think to look at Spirit Airlines just because I want to make sure you ride there safely. <laughs> or just get there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I usually do Southwest, so that's that's my go-to. Okay, let's rebudget it. We'll yeah, back nonstop in a for forty-two bucks each way. If that's the case, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. All right, we'll come back to it in a second. <laughs> it's time for the good news with Lunchbox. Tell me something good. This dude, Greg, has a 10-year-old daughter named Abby. She has a neurological disorder called Lee's disease, and so she's in a wheelchair, and he's like, man, I want to take her out to races. So he just completed the Boston Marathon for the second year with her, pushing her the whole way, and he raised $10,000 hoping to find a cure, and they are the team Abby Mack. It's pretty cool. I'm looking at pictures of them here. I mean, that's awesome for him, for the cause, for her. I bet she enjoys that too. Yeah. All those people. Making a difference? Yeah, that's going, great. Team Abby Mack. Team Abby Mack. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, coming up in a minute, we're going to do a segment about how your kids embarrassed you in public. Because Amy has this. Mm-hmm. Eddie, you may have this. <laughs> oh, sure. Wait. You, the amazing listener of this program, may have this. So I'll go ahead and give you the phone number. 877-77-BOBBY. How your kids... Made you go, oh, no, in public. (laughs) So that's coming up. But first, the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A new study has determined the safest and least safe states in America. Vermont is at number one. You know, anytime I've been to Vermont, I hadn't been robbed. Oh, that's that's what it's based on? Safety for, like, robbery? I just didn't know. Different categories, yes, but for the most part, it's... Assaults, home break-ins, all of the categories that you would feel unsafe if they happened to you. Well, gotcha. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think Vermont would be on that list. Number one of the safest. Oh, safest. That's yes. why. Okay. I hit your top five. Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, Minnesota, and Utah, all safe. Wow. You're talking about personal and residential safety, financial safety, road safety, workplace safety, all these factor in. Now, when it comes to the bottom, I've lived in three of the ten. <laughs> I, just, you know, I, li- I live a life of a rebel. <laughs> on the edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee is at 41. Come on, guys. Heck, Oklahoma's at 46. Wow. Dang. What? Arkansas is at 47. What? And Texas is at 48. I'm wow. surprised I'm alive. <laughs> How did you make it through all that? I don't know. I should write a book. <laughs> How I survived the three, four dangerous most states. I didn't realize every time I go to Oklahoma with Caitlin, I'm on the verge of being murdered. But, yeah, that sucks. Louisiana's last. Oh, oh wow. Man. Hey, been there a few times. Yep. Dodged, Did you get robbed there? Dodged a few <laughs> bullets. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yes. Maybe, maybe some em. are based on the road conditions, not the people. Uh, no, they're all pretty high up in the rankings, <laughs> yeah. all of them. Dang, I've lived my life like this. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, I need to give me a give me a place up in Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, so th- those are the safest and least safe states there. I did see the story a couple of days ago, but I watched the announcement yesterday of the Spanx founder giving her staff gifts because she sold a bunch of her company and made a billion dollars, basically. Yeah, it's crazy. So now she's a billionaire. The Spanx founder, Sarah Blakely, listen to what she did. She gave her 500-plus staff, all the people that worked there, $10,000 in cash. Cash. 
two first class plane tickets anywhere in the world. Whoa. First oh, class. Man. As her brand reached 1.2 billion, and that's what she has now. Mm-hmm. Now, 21 years ago, it launched, and she had just 5,000 bucks. And she was selling fax machines door to door. And then she came up with the idea for Spanx because she was annoyed by her pantyhose that she was wearing every day. I mean, it's wild. She's 50 years old. There's a big sign behind her. It's all those letters. And it said Spanx. It was covered in balloons. The S had a bunch of balloons. You've seen those big standout letters. Yeah. Right? yeah. You can kind of make. Some people use them for their engagements or their mm-hmm. wedding day. It said Spanx. And she's up with a microphone in a room. And it felt like Oprah back in the day. When you get a car, you get a car. Mm-hmm. Because, again, she gave every single person, all more than 500 of them, $10,000 cash and two first-class plane tickets. Again, she didn't send them to Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, where they might die. No, anywhere, anywhere in the world. Yeah, anywhere in the world. Wow. They could have gone to Vermont or Rhode Island and lived <laughs> happily ever after. So I that, 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 thought that was pretty awesome. I would love to have seen a number on how much that spending was. Mm-hmm. I didn't look it up. I didn't figure it out myself. I wonder, though, if you're buying in bulk like that from an airline, do you get a deal? Yeah. If you're like, I need 500 but <laughs> round trip. It's like Costco, dude, for sure. A the deal. people had to go and decide where they wanted to go. So I don't think you bulk tickets whenever oh, someone might go to Hawaii yeah. and then someone might go to Australia. I guess it's Australia. Any, any airline. You're right. And then someone might just go southwest and they're feeling dangerous and they want to go to Oklahoma. No way. They're getting offered first class tickets. They're going to do it. How much do you need to make to uh, do that for us? Yeah, like, like what's I the don't mark? own the company. There's, but when do like no, how uh, everybody? <laughs> okay. Everybody thinks I and I have, and I've got you guys great gifts, and I've sent you on trips. I've oh, done absolutely. All, I've done all this crap. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: I don't own the company. She owns the company. Ah, everyone always expects, hey, what a Bobby, look at this CEO giving away all this money to his employees. I don't own the company. Okay. Wait, I didn't. I even said I don't want to be yelled at right now because I didn't say anything. I just brought it I'm up. I'm grateful I, for but things. Let's just say I get messages from people on this show that are like. Hey, when are you going to do something like this for us? I might, I might email. Oh. And I, I do at times, but I don't own the company. So I would, if the company wanted to do that for me, and I would love a little gift. How come your boy here can't get a watch? That's true. I get crap. I mean, no, I get paid pretty good. But I mean, other than that. <laughs> but no, I'm, I don't own the company. Mm. But we used to, before we all had kids, or most all you guys had kids, every, every year I would go like, all right, let's go on a trip. And I'd pay for a whole trip. And we'd all go on a big trip. And. You know, it's good. And Bobby would stay in his hotel room. The whole yeah, time. he would stay in the hotel room. Oh, wow, fun. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Lunchbox That's and I would go check out the city. <laughs> we go to Vegas and Chicago. They go ride Ferris wheels and stuff. And I'd be like, I'm just going to chill in my room. Um, very awkward. <laughs> very awkward. That's how I live my life, though. Uh, finally, a mom who wanted to give her daughter one sibling and have a second child was shocked to find out she was pregnant with four babies. Whoa. What? Uh-oh. Quadruplets. Madison Collier was not on fertility treatments. So the chances of naturally conceiving quadruplets is one in 700,000. Oh, my goodness. Two boys, two girls were born last month and are doing well. I'm just going to put this out in the universe. Whenever I decide, and by I, I mean we, Caitlin and I, decide to have children, I would love twins up first and just wrap it up. Just call it a day. So you just want two kids? That's all I want. What about Caitlin? You haven't asked her? <laughs> we haven't talked about yeah. that. I would prefer two kids. I would like to have twins up front and then just call it a day. And again, how does she feel about carrying twins and delivering twins? I don't twins? think she likes it, but there's, we don't have a choice, right? If it hits, it hits. Oh, yeah. Do you all have twins in your family? She has a significant amount of twins. Wow. Really? And I know Ray and his brother. 
They're twins. <laughs> They're not related to you. Oh, I thought if you just knew yeah. them, you like, no. you know Morgan number one too, and her. Oh, wow, you have true. two twins in your life. My two friendships. Six. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, that's interesting. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I would imagine. I don't know if we have any listeners that have had triplets or quadruplets. I would love to talk to you maybe in twenty or thirty minutes. We're gonna do the kids' embarrassing stories in a second, but just how much that rocks your life, because I can imagine, you know, Eddie, lunchbox. You can tell me one baby. It's a lot. Rocks your life. Yes. Especially your first one. Everything changes. But twins are quadruplets. Holy moly. That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. The twins will be awesome. You're saying it's going to be awesome. You're going to wake up every morning and come to work. And then you're going to be like, I have to wake up early. I can't get up. She's going to text me how great life is with the twins. (laughs) And I'll be like, that's sweet. And I'm going to text her back. And then I'm going to do like Eddie and I'm going to stay at work till 3 p.m. For no reason. You're going to do that. (laughs) Some some days we'll work from my house. And, you know, we have the studio in a different part of the house. And I'll walk outside, and it's 2.30, and Eddie's still there, and his, his Jeep's still parked outside my house. And I'm like, what are you still doing at my house? Still working, man. I, I know. I be, Look, back, <laughs> back in the day, it kind of messed me up because I would like play basketball with Ray just to not go home. But now, really, it just works just caught up. So I work until that time. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, man, I would kill a lot of time here before I went home. Do we believe that? No. Honestly, have, I, do we believe no. that Eddie works until 2 okay, or 3? Guys. Well, I guess, are you not, here's my question, because some of us do leave, but then we work later in the day. Yes. So is he just knocking it all out in one swoop and he's done, doesn't even get back on his computer after 2.30 or 3? Yep. yep. Is that true? Yeah. Well, then, oh, yeah. then I can find that believable because, yeah, that, okay. I believe you. I believe you, Eddie. Thank you, man. But I like that you needed Amy to believe me, though. Well, it's, well it's, she brings up a great point because at, like, at 1 p.m. to 6, I'm back at it again. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I'm done when I get home. All right. Everybody good? Good. Everybody caught no. up? That's the, what, what? I'm not good. <laughs> I'm trying over to join my coffee over here, but I have like some <laughs> Your mouth still residue burns. from yesterday that's in my mouth. We will address that coming up in the next segment as well. Like okay. How our lives changed mm-hmm. after yesterday's segment of the hottest <laughs> shot in the world. Uh, come back. Let's play a song first, but close it up, Ray. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Are we going to talk about how your kids embarrassed you in public? Amy, you brought this up. What happened to you? Yeah, well, so one recent example is we were walking into church and they have a big bowl. Communion is different because of COVID. They're in the little little packs. Yeah, instead of it being passed around to everybody, now when you walk in, there's little pre-packaged little juices with a cracker built inside. And you grab one when you walk in if you choose to participate in communion. Well, my daughter, I notice we walk in and she goes to sit over with the teenagers and I go to my spot, but she walks in and after she thinks I'm around the corner, I see her stick her whole hand in there and she grabbed as many as she could fit in her hand and then put them in her pocket like they were snacks for church. What did you say anything to her? Not in the moment because it was the middle of church and like 5 p.m. She's snacking on it at home. Yeah. No, but I know I, I just want her to understand the importance the importance of respecting the communion and not grabbing a handful in front of the whole church and like putting it in her pocket to snack on. Why do they have it in a bowl? Because when last week they had it beside us, they had it beside the chair. Oh, well, maybe someone sets it, set it out there. Yeah, I think but this just- was at ours when you walk in, uh, it's just like right there. You can grab it out of a big bowl and go to your seat. And it doesn't taste good. You don't think so? Because no. the cracker's what, gluten the, free. The wafer? It's the wafer. It's the wafer is stale as crap. That's it's why. Taste, it's not supposed to I taste I know, good. but I'm saying, why would you grab a bunch of them? 
I would understand the juice. Oh, she likes the juice. the juice. It's not about uh, the cracker. That's true. She wants that grape juice. So good. Yeah, it's like Fanta to her. <laughs> that's true. The juice <laughs> is pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, why not make the cracker taste a little better? Like, if it was a Nella wafer? Because, again, mm-hmm. it's just there to be symbolic. Yeah, you but. You think the disciples said that when they tried the bread? No, but the disciples didn't have a bunch bread. in a bowl and you can reach in and grab and then go <laughs> sit. You know? Yeah. Um. So, you had a conversation with her? Yeah. Especially because she wants to get baptized coming up soon. And I'm like, all right, well, we need to understand the importance of communion. And then when you're up there, you can confess. Eddie, anything for you? Yeah, this is recently. It was a baseball game, and uh, the team won, so the coach got all the team in a huddle. And he goes, uh, everyone here played so good, so I'm going to give out game stickers to everyone. And then my son puts his hands up. He's like, I don't want one. And he goes, okay, all right, well, then I'll give game of the game stickers to everyone except... Eddie's son. And I'm like, why would you say that? Just take the sticker. Why did he not want the sticker? It's his way of saying, like, I just didn't want a sticker on my helmet. But at the time, it was such a big praise. Like, you all played great. You get stickers. He's like, I don't want one. And I was like, God, you're embarrassing me. So I had to talk with him afterwards. Are they still playing? No, they just had their final one last week. And? They're good. I mean, I have two boys in two different teams. One team, really good. The other team, not so good. And then how do you handle that? Uh, they, they just, you know, it is what it is. Uh, one team's younger. The other one's a little more experienced. Yeah. But, man, it's a big difference between the two. Peyton, Georgia, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. Peyton, what's happening? Hey, good morning. Morning. Um, so my child is big personality, and she actually embarrasses me constantly. But this specific time, um, you know how, like, when you're going to a store, and I don't know about you, but if I'm walking out empty-handed, I just kind of feel, like, guilty. Like, someone's looking at me like, is she stealing? Did she take something? Well, I was on my way out of the store empty-handed, and my daughter, who was seven at the time, screamed out really loud, Oh, she's stealing? <laughs> and I was mortified. Literally, everyone in the store looked at me. And, you know, they can't ask you, like, you know, to look in your bags and stuff because uh, of policy. So you just kind of have to walk out, like, shamefully, feeling like you stole something. That was me. It is kind of a weird feeling to go in, spend some time looking, have a brief conversation with someone who works in the store, and then walk out with nothing. It is weird. It does. You do, uh, Don't be suspicious. Don't yeah. be <laughs> suspicious. That's what it feels like. That's funny. Thank you, Peyton, for the call. Appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. All right, bye. bye-bye. Ashley in Louisiana is on the phone. Ashley, welcome to the show. What's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. I've always wanted to say that. Okay, so I have a three-year-old named River, and we took her to dinner, uh, me and my mom, and we're walking out. She tries to take somebody's food off the plate. Then she saw somebody in a wheelchair, and she tried to, like, wheel them into the table. So that was embarrassing. Well, then we go to walk out, and there's, like, a man on the phone, and my child just up and grabs his junk. <gasps> what? <laughs> and the kid... <sighs> You know, like, she just walks away, like, no big deal. And he's on the phone and looks down, and it's like, nobody's ever going to believe me when I tell them this story. So then, like, I should be apologizing, but all I can do is just die laughing. And that was not the first time. Like, now she just up and grabs people's junk and, like, girls' butts. I I did wrong with her well no maybe because she sees you laughing she's like oh this is a fun thing so i don't know does she ever are there ever like do you have to talk with her your butt (laughs) well so i mean my husband will like slap my butt you know like Mm. jokingly 
But maybe that's where she gets it from. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. that's probably it. But probably. do you talk with her about, hey, you shouldn't do that? Yeah, I mean, I, like, grabbed her hand, and I was like, River, no, like, you can't do that, but... That's not your wee-wee. <laughs> 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 hey, Sorry. That's funny. Thank you for the call. I can't imagine having the kid run up and grab some guy. Yeah, you no. Know. Like, what do you no. do? No, and I know that you want to laugh, but you can't laugh at... Because then the kid will think they can just keep doing it, because clearly you think it's funny. <laughs> Thank you for the call. I hope you have an awesome morning. Y'all too. All right, bye. bye-bye. Stephanie, you are on the show. We're talking about how your kids embarrassed you in public. Stephanie, go ahead. Well, hey, Bobby. Actually, it wasn't what my kids have done to me. It's like several things that I've done to my mom, who loves you, by the way. Um, but the biggest story that my dad loves to tell everybody is when we were at, I think it was like a Wendy's. I was probably like three years old, and um, my mom was bringing the food to the table. My dad had already sat down with me there in the high chair. And she, like, slides into the booth, and her butt rubs on the vinyl, and it makes, like, a really embarrassing sound. And out loud to everybody, I go, Putin, Mama? <laughs> like, the entire restaurant. There you go. The old fart sound. <laughs> Get you every time. All right. Yeah. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Thank you all for hitting us up. You can also hop on Facebook. Or if you have a really good one, call us up. We can put you on in the next segment. Also, in the next segment, we have to update how we're feeling. Mostly you. After taking the hottest shot in the world. Yeah. Which I, was a bit of a disaster on air. Oh it was boy. mayhem. Mm-hmm. We were on the air. I couldn't see because I got it in my eyes. Amy's screaming, help me, help me. Amy's in the office. Then like, she's in the bathroom. Yeah. She's coming in going, my face is burnt. No, it's, yesterday was traumatic. Her like face a, was burnt. It's like a crime scene. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yesterday. Yeah, and yesterday. Yeah. We, we will give you a full update and we can play the audio back. Oh, gosh. Of when Amy first took the shot. Okay. So we'll get I love in. it. Okay. What? Yeah. what? We'll, we'll talk about it then. Okay. What are you talking about? Nothing. It's just funny because, well, I watched back the clip that, you know, we put on Instagram. And it's funny because I'm like, do you think we should get a trash can? And y'all are all like, no, just pretend you're in college. No big deal. <laughs> I texted Amy la- last night late and I was like, are you okay? <laughs> what a day we had yesterday. Amy had the ghost pepper shot. What was the official title of that pepper? The Carolina Reaper? Yeah, the, yeah, the Reaper. hottest shot. The Reaper. As well. And we looked at it. We were like, all right. Yeah, I know. It won't be that hot. Well, then just pandemonium broke out in the studio. <laughs> and not for just a segment. Not for just two segments. But we pretty much had to stop doing the show for a while. Because it was so bad. And then we were able to pull it together. So, we will update you on what happened. Our day will replay you some of the audio of when it happened. The post show yesterday is us basically just still hurting and recounting the hurt. (laughs) But we'll get into that. I have some more calls from folks who have some great stories about their kids embarrassing them. And if we have any calls they can get through where all of a sudden they got triplets or quadruplets and they were like, whoa, call us as well. 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. 877-77-BOBBY. Yesterday on the show, we spun the wheel. And if it landed on your name, you had to take the world's hottest shot. And it was a a rum shot infused with the Carolina Reaper pepper. Hottest pepper in the world. The peppers were in the bottle, too. And I didn't realize that, but it was red. The peppers were in the middle, so it continued to take from the pepper. (laughs) The day before, Eddie was all sticking his chest out like, I'll drink it. I don't, I don't even, know what I, I was thinking. Oh, I, like, think I kind of want him to now. Let's just, I no. need someone to feel what I'm feeling. After seeing that yesterday, I'm out. Josh in Ohio. 
I see you're on the phone here. Appreciate you calling. Josh, what do you want to say to Eddie? Well, Eddie's always given lunch by a bunch of grief and everything about how when he took the hot chick he, or hot chip, he couldn't handle it. Well, Eddie said about a week ago before you guys got that drink that, oh, I'll take it, Bobby. It, it, there's no need to spin the wheel. I like tequila. Well, let's see him take it now. Yeah, hot shot. Yeah, yeah no, big that, boy. That's all over. The fact that we decided to do the wheel, yeah, that's that voids that whole but comment. But you said you didn't even need the wheel. You would do it anyway. Yeah. Right, and I did. I don't know. I was picturing, like, you know, there's a Bacardi 151 that I remember in college. Like, it was like, you could light it on fire. It was so potent. Yeah. And I've taken a shot of that. It was like, ah, ah, but doable. That's what I was thinking. When I saw Amy take that shot, not the same. <laughs> well, yesterday, too, in case you missed it, <laughs> we're pumping her up. Mm-hmm. We're going... Because Amy went to Texas A&M. We're like talking about College Station, the memories. We're like, come on, you got this. Pretend you're 21 at the bar <laughs> taking a shot. And she did, and she ripped it. So I did. Y'all made me. I was like, oh, I was thinking back to the good times. And I smiled. Like in the video, you can see me like smiling before I take the shot. Good times. And then I don't think I smiled the rest of the day. Ugh. So this is a clip of Amy when she oh. takes the shot, in case you missed it. Amy, describe the first three or four seconds after you swallowed the shot. I don't at the right away when I first swallowed it. I thought, okay, well, I, I don't really know what's happening yet, but I took it. And then, yes, a few seconds go by, and it all just sets in. It is so hot that I. The only way I've been able to describe the feeling to people would be if you've ever been. It doesn't Lit feel like you're choking. No, I haven't. But it doesn't feel like you're choking. But that sense of like, if you are choking, and I've never needed the Heimlich, but like, if you needed the Heimlich, you that's your remedy, right? It's like, I need help. Somebody help me get this food that's lodged. Well, so that's the that's my comparison. Because I, I didn't know. That's why I was saying help me. Because I didn't know what to do to make it stop. But I felt like I was going to like pass out. Here's a clip of Amy taking the shot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. There she goes. Three, two, two one, one. Go. She took the shot. There we go. She swallowed it. Oh, she's going to puke. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Go Uh-oh. to the trash can. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, she's puking. <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> Give her some water or something. <laughs> Lunchbox <laughs> help her. <laughs> Lunchbox help her. No. Give her some water. No. Give her some water. No. Help, y'all. Help. Somebody give her some water. So that's it, me screaming for the Heimlich in a way, like because oh, I, I didn't. I, I really felt like this something. This is not right. My body hates this. Whatever's happening to me is so wrong. I'm gonna have to go to the hospital. So Amy runs off. Yeah, and she runs into my office and she starts to handle herself that way. Mm-hmm. Then she runs into the bathroom and I'm trying to check on her, but I had spilled some of that stuff on my hands while pouring the shot, and I start rubbing my eyes like Dumb an me. id. <laughs> it was like two campfires in my face. Woof. I couldn't see. Mike D goes, hey, we're on the air in 45 seconds. So I can see nothing. I got people running washcloths to me. I got people hand, uh, did, trying to help Amy in the bathroom. We go on the air. I can't see anything. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's pandemonium in the studio. People are texting Amy, messaging Amy. Should I call 911? Like from out of the studio. <laughs> well, yes, because they're Since listening. No one's doing they're, they're like, do you need help? Should we call 911 for you? Because it just was so bad. And Morgan and Abby were trying to give me milk and put milk on my face because the problem was when I was throwing up, 
it started to come out my nose and down <laughs> my face. My lips looked like I had had like Kylie Jenner lip kit. Like they were swollen. <laughs> my face was red. It was burning like I had a chemical peel. It just was so, I was shaking and sweating. It felt like alcohol poisoning, which I have had before, times 100. Like it's the worst feeling I've ever had. Here's a voicemail we got yesterday. Bobby and friends, yesterday's show was hilarious. It might be one of my favorite shows y'all have ever done. The shot that Amy took, I'm sorry, Amy, but yesterday was hilarious. So my question today is, who's going to take that shot, 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 shot today? My question, too, because I want to make sure that I'm not being dramatic or crazy because I feel like I'm describing it to y'all and then... My day yesterday was not normal. I, I'm still not, my mouth is not right. I don't know if it burned a layer of my skin. I don't know what's happening, but nothing tastes right. Not even water. Could you eat dinner last night? No, all I had yesterday was crackers and popcorn. Because wow. they were That's very it? bland. Yes. <laughs> crackers, popcorn, and not enough water, clearly, because I didn't even, <clears throat> water doesn't even taste good to me, which water tastes like nothing, but not in my mouth. Now it tastes It has bad. like a sweet <laughs> Weird. rum coating situation that's happening that's been seared into my taste buds or something and I yeah I think I was dehydrated I had a headache all day I don't ever lay down in the middle of the day and I had to lay down for like 30 minutes because I was like I can't function here's the question I would ask yeah this will show us just how bad it was how much money would you need to be paid to do it again like literally if Mm -hmm. I said hey the I I would say let me finish my question here okay the company has an unlimited budget. Oh, Not true. Man. <laughs> no, I have to pay for our own games here, so don't, don't don't think that's true. But if they said, hey, we have, but how much to get her to take the shot again? How much would you need? Liter- any, any number, Amy. Literally. Don't be crazy to say $10 million. Oh. I'm not. Or like, what's the lowest well, you would I'm take? I'm thinking a million. What? Thousands and thousands? Thousands. Thousands. I'd figure out a way to make money otherwise without having to put my body through that. That for one thousand, for one thousand dollars, would you take the shot again? No, I really. Not. That I'm bad. sorry. I will sell my soul on Instagram to some ad. <laughs> I don't want. <laughs> like I don't want. I I no. I nope. Not happening. Like yes, would a thousand dollars be amazing? Is that a lot of money? Absolutely. But to go through a, an experience where you're you're fearing for how your body's functioning, like I. No, it was scary. I've never broken a bone. I've never been in a lot of pain. You know, I feel very blessed in that department. So I don't know. I would say that might be one of the most, that is the most painful thing I've ever been through. Wow. So no, it would take 100,000. Oh, 100,000. So we're telling our listeners not to buy this as a joke for their friends. <laughs> you, no, you cannot. Someone, if they take that, has to be willingly. Yeah. Of their own, like I did it willingly, and I I own that. My name was on the wheel. I signed up for it. Some people were online defending me. I shouldn't have had to do it, but I will stand before and say, I know that my name was on the wheel. Did I think it was going to land on me? No. But did I have to end up doing it? Yes. And <laughs> but I but I just so I don't need people standing up for me. It's really sweet. But at the same time, if anybody ever takes that, they need to be, know what they're getting into. Have milk nearby. Also, I don't really ever drink milk, and I had like thirty gallons yesterday. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything about me feels messed up. I'm not myself. The milk thing was awkward for me too because water wasn't helping my eyes. But as soon as they brought in a cloth full of milk, it helped my eyes. It Weird. took me until about 1 p.m. to not feel my eyes burning at all yesterday. But again, I was minor leagues. 
you know, Amy's playing up in the big leagues. Yeah, because like right now, I love my morning coffee. And I'm not, I still have almost half of it left. And I've been sipping on it all morning because it's just not good. We're praying for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I need it. <laughs> okay, but we're all good. Can we, we're wondering. We're is good. anybody on the show going to do it just to see what I'm no. talking about? Why would they? After this? Yeah. It's no like, chance. Why? Yeah, it's if like we need to come in and play it cool and been like, man, I had the best dreams last night. <laughs> no. I woke I up great. feeling wonderful. No, but someone might just be like curious. Uh-uh. Is anyone curious? I'm anybody. curious to see what it tastes like. I don't know if I would do a whole shot. I would like to taste like just like a little do it. Do Did it. you see Bobby's eyes? Dude, you're crazy. The taste isn't enough for us. Take yeah. half a shot. Oh my. I mean, yeah, we Even probably... Even a quarter of a shot I, would You know what? Him. I almost don't want him to do it. He might die. Somebody might die. Stop After watching it. this, somebody might die from this. Okay, Amy, thank you for your service to I'd the show. I'd love it if somebody else did it, but okay, you're welcome. We're Listen, good. I'm like that caller. I want more. I want somebody else to feel it. But... Has, has kind of weird taken... of you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After she's been sick through sick it, she no, wants to see it. No, I think... Well, no. I think what it is is more so. I just want... Someone to justify how dramatic I'm being. We saw you. Yeah, we okay. get it. When you started screaming for help, and then Eddie froze and didn't know what to do. That's when it hit me, man. No, Eddie said, "Lunchbox helper. <laughs> Lunchbox scream? helper. Like, like, I mean, do anything." I don't know that I've ever screamed that way in my life. That was very a foreign oh. sound from my body. That like I clearly yes was it that's, felt like you were being attacked. Well, at least I know that's I've got a good yell. If I ever need it, 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 it uh, shook us all to our core. For, <laughs> sure, did. We're like, <gasps> okay. Thank you, Amy. <sighs> mm-hmm. I finally stopped sweating, too, because it was—it made you sweat and shake. Just be prepared for all the things, people. Or don't do it. Don't be prepared. Just don't do it. <laughs> but you know people are doing it. All right. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from northern Michigan. A 43-year-old man broke into a house, and the homeowner happened to be sitting there watching TV. She calls police. He flees out the back door. He's like, I'm out of here. Runs straight into the woods. Only problem is he didn't know his way through the woods. He got in there so deep, he got scared, and he had to call 911 for help. Oh, my goodness. So they talked him back to where the cops were. Yeah, they were able to lead him back to safety, and they were, all right, here you come, here you come, all right, here you are, and here are your handcuffs. (laughs) Then they arrested him. Amazing. (laughs) I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. So Thanksgiving is going to cost a lot more this year because of the supply chain issues to get everything. Yeah. So crazy. not only are they saying, hey, if you're buying Christmas gifts, start now. And they say that every year, and nobody ever starts now, and then it ends up fine. But this year, I don't think it's going to end up fine for people. No, it's really not. Like, it's so severe. Like, the, the, our friend Mary lives out by the where the water, where the containers are, and from her house, she took video. And, I mean, there's just obviously what you see on the news, but it makes it so real. It's like, stuff is out there, and there's, like, it's going to roll into 2022. It's Unlimited shipping containers yeah. full of all the stuff we're trying to order. And when they're back ordered or they don't have them in stock, it's because they have them, but they're in a shipping container. They just can't get them unloaded and taken to the warehouse so they can then ship out. This is not good. Mm-mm. But they're saying it's not just Christmas now. It's also Thanksgiving, and it's going to cost so much more to make a Thanksgiving dinner. Ugh. Everything from even vanilla, pumpkin, you know, all the small things, not just the turkey. Yeah, the ingredients that you need. So, heads up. I, it's almost hard to say they'll go buy all your Thanksgiving stuff early because it'll spoil. Right. At least a lot of it will. But if you can get ahead of it, get ahead of it. But Thanksgiving will cost more this year. And Christmas, again, I'll say it again. If you can think about the people in your life and the gifts that you're going to get them for Christmas, I would start to buy them now. Because when they run out, they're likely not going to get restocked. Or if they don't have them now, hopefully they'll be in by the time. And you have been one of the first orders that was right. ordering off the back order. Yep. And you'll get that. 
or do like I'm doing. I'm just making all you guys a craft. Oh. Oh, homemade. I like that. Mm-hmm. Popsicle sticks and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do the, the little cleaners. <laughs> the pipe cleaners. I'm going to do little pipe cleaners. I'm going to make all you guys a little something, something. Merry Christmas from me. Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, we're done today. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones.